Mr. Hi, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> good thing I got that on recording. <laughs> okay, guys, this is a really amazing thing that we're starting now. Um, it's the Ask Us Anything podcast. Basically, John and I and Kenzie, we've all been getting hit up because we've been doing this podcast for over a year. We almost have 50 episodes in and people are all like, hey, you guys are really smart. You should do a podcast where you answer questions from people from all around the world. Which do they say that? All the time. And they send us their questions, too. So we decided that we were going to do that, you know. Okay. Passing Stones with John and Spencer is great. It'll, it will continue. But we decided to launch this other podcast as well, mostly because we want to make more money and keep getting good views and just put out good content because, let's face it, we're all bored in quarantine and it's just, it's the right time to do this. John isn't here tonight, unfortunately, um, but he'll be with us in the future to do these, uh, at least through Zoom or Skype or something. But basically, we're just, you know, we're going to answer 10 questions every episode, 10 questions that people were able to send in. And um, we're just, we're going to come up with the answers for them. And they're about everything in all walks of life, because let's face it, we really are experts in it all. What do you think, Kenz? I'm going to go on record and say that I'm not an expert, but... <laughs> but you enjoy a good question. I enjoy a good question, and I like giving my opinion. Well, all right, here goes. Question number one. Should I get my Ph.D. in American history? What do you think? No. And why not? <clears throat> what are you going to do with that? See, that's the real question that I'm seeing here. What are you going to do with it? And I feel like if your answer is, oh, I'm going to become a professor of American history somewhere, okay, cool, but also doesn't pay that much. Now, if you really want to make money in this thing, what you do with that Ph.D., is you become the ultimate bar trivia night champion. You're traveling every single weekend, if that's something that you're interested in doing. And you're getting involved in as many competitions as you can, because quite frankly, if you're at that PhD level, very few people are going to beat you in an American history trivia competition. Or you also frequently try to get onto Jeopardy, and you try to do things like that. That's the only way you're going to make the money back, and I think that that's a great career path. I would say go for it if that's your plan, not if you plan on becoming a professor. Um, we also like the chase. Oh, that's a great one. That's a good one that you should yeah. look into. Go on the chase. Yes, yes. Okay, so then yes, get your PhD in American history. If that's your plan. That sounds so boring. <laughs> okay, well, question number two. <laughs> How do I know which books I'm into, speaking of boring? <laughs> you read some. Well, like, where where would you say is a good place? You used to work in a library, so you'll know this. By the way, just hold the mic in one place. Don't keep going back and forth. It's going to really mess up the sound. Because <laughs> I'm so bad at this. <laughs> okay. I did work in a library. I worked... In an elementary school library. <laughs> yeah, so that's the age where people are formulating this question. How do I know which books I'm into? Well, think about things that you are already interested in. Like, I like animals. Mm -hmm. So I would get books. About Twilight, because there's werewolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just about animals. Like, um... 
They're really good, easy to read, quick books. <laughs> what are you laughing about? The one time I went to the library and you really did just pick up a book about pandas. <laughs> and I read it and it was awesome. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, just find something you're interested in. I also am very interested in fantasy um, and fiction and... So once again, all this just led you back to Twilight. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so start with Twilight. Except, okay, do you got to no, admit... don't start with Twilight. The books are... Mm, they're not written very well. And the I, movies were? The movies are... Listen, all of it's trash. <laughs> all of it is also my favorite. And that is what we will be watching tonight. But... Start with Harry Potter. Like that is a great one. You cannot go wrong. Yeah, there's a lot of something for everyone in there, and I think where you gravitate toward if you're like really into the potions part of it, like in Half Blood Prince, for example. Hey, maybe you have an interest in science books, or if you're into like the like you're saying, like the magical zoology stuff, like with Fantastic Beasts. Maybe you're really into animals, and then you'll be sitting with your husband watching a show about dogs. And you literally know all of the canine quiz questions in between the the commercial and the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know a lot about dogs. She really does. It's crazy. But okay, so question number three. Are politicians born or made? Honestly, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we care about politicians? <laughs> do they care about us is the question. I think that they're made. You think that they're made? They aren't born? Uh, yeah. Look at lifelongers. For example, Joe Biden. Or I feel like Bernie Sanders was born looking the same way and preaching socialism. I don't think he's ever looked any different, you know? I feel like that guy was born, both of them, and they were born to be politicians. I don't know if they were made into it. They were born. However, yeah. I am watching a politician in the making right now with you. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I hate politics. I feel, well, no, you're really starting to get into them and you know it. But you love don't reading. Don't tell people that because what if they want to know my opinion and then I offend everybody? Well, then you have, well, so there you go. You are a politician in that sense. You just cover it up. No, no, you would speak Sorry. the truth. That's the best part about you. So while you're coughing, like, I'll fill in the blanks. <laughs> oh no, about my po- no. political views? No, you do just, you've been reading a lot lately and it's been kind of getting me because you have been so apolitical the whole time I've known you until this year. But it's, it's great. It's a good year to get into it. Yeah, it is really great and it's kind of funny to see. And I don't think you're actually a politician in the making. I feel like if I were a politician though... I would be like Bobby Newport on uh, Parks and Rec. One of my favorite lines in there is when they're in the debate and Bobby goes, I'm against crime, and I'm not afraid to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that would be me. I'd say really obvious things and then just say, I'm not afraid to say it. (laughs) Just to see what kind of response I could get. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. I think people would probably agree with you. Most people. (laughs) Can I read the next question? Yeah. Question four. Question four. What is the appropriate amount of times that a person should watch Twilight in a week? The correct answer is... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Any guesses? Well, I'm not gonna guess. Five, you just gotta say it. Five million. Five million. <laughs> I don't think there's enough hours in a week for no, that. No, I don't think so either. So what about um? I mean, I'd be happy watching one one a day. <laughs> How many are there? Five. Yeah. So you can watch one every weeknight or binge a weekend. So here's. I'll do you one better. <laughs> one every weeknight and binge, binge over the weekend. <laughs> and that's enough times. So why should a person watch Twilight that amount of times in because a week? Because it's amazing. Well, it's amazing. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guess we're moving on from there. So well, this is a good one for me. I just got rejected on a question by Kenzie. So <laughs> question number five, what's the best way to deal with rejection? Just move on. Well, okay, that's Just really kidding. easy to say. <laughs> yeah. But it's harder to know what it looks like, and I guess that's the essence of the question. What does moving on look like? For me, a bag of red Doritos and every flavor of Powerade or Mountain Ew. Dew. I know it sounds like Gatorade's the rub combo better. in there. No, Powerade is. You can go and listen to the Passing Sounds of John and Spencer to go find the answer to that question for real. We all agreed. But the best way to deal with rejection, man, it's, uh, yeah, I would say that, Doritos and some Powerade. Here's the deal. I will agree with that, except switch Gatorade to Powerade. Oh, good. So you agree with Powerade. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) Switch Powerade to Gatorade. Sorry. Clearly you don't know how to get through rejection. (laughs) (laughs) And... Then watch Twilight. <laughs> or? Oh, just anything that'll make you cry. Like, P.S. <laughs> I Love You, The Last Song. There's one movie in particular that I'm thinking of, and you know what it is. Just say it. I actually don't. Those are my two go-tos. Starts with A and ends in Inga's Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Oh, yeah. Guys, that's such <laughs> a good breakup movie. Inga's Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Well, okay. That's another great book to go back to question two. But the books are <laughs> called um, Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. Ooh, scandalous. Yeah. Great. So, hello, hunky donkey. <laughs> so, <laughs> question six. Um, this might be a good way to get over rejection as well. When is the right time to get a tramp stamp of Zac Efron's hot new dad bod? I'm going to be honest. And I'm shocked that I'm going to say this, but never. Really? Just get a poster. Because you can't appreciate it if it's on your the your back. That's true. Huh, I didn't think of it like that. You know, I was thinking the right time would be, if you're a boy, right before you become a father. And that way, every morning you turn around, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, that's that's the body that I can have. Also, and it just kind of motivates you to get through the day a little bit. Now, if you're a girl, I guess the right time would be never. And you should just get a poster and appreciate it. Yeah, I think a guy could do that too, though. But here's the deal. (laughs) I wouldn't classify his quote-unquote new body as a dad bod. Yeah, it's true. I don't know why people are saying that. Listen, he looks incredible. I'm not mad about whatever he's got going on. (laughs) I just wouldn't classified as a dad bod. Well, I'm a little bit upset now, which I guess leads us right into question number seven. Uh, this one, 
I hope you listen to the answer well. What's the best way to deliver bad news? Like, hey, Zach Efron's body is really good looking. What's the matter with yours? I, <laughs> I don't think that's news. I literally <laughs> didn't say that. Yeah, I could read between the, the lines. There were no lines to read between. <laughs> I said what I thought. I said nothing about your body. I can I talk said, about that if I you want. I said what I thought, and I'm not against that. <laughs> <laughs> um, best way to deliver bad news... Oh, probably just to to say it and then give them a hug. Yeah. I guess it depends on what kind of bad news. Like, if you're breaking up with someone, probably the best thing to do is just, like, do it quick and and honest and then get out of there. But if you're talking about, like, a dead pet, uh, some hugs are nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it depends on the news uh, and the format. So... Here's a scenario. You're a doctor, and you have to tell a patient over text, for whatever reason, that they have frostbite and you're going to need to amputate a toe. I would say the best way, just rip it off like a Band-Aid, as, just as you're about to rip off their toe in the next oh. foreseeable future. And you are going to um, send also a GIF of maybe Schitt's Creek's Alexis saying... Wow. Wowie. Wowie. <laughs> yeah. Or just the little bit of Alexis song. And you know, I think it just cheers everybody la, up. And I think la, it kind of softens la, la. it. Now, other than that, I don't think you can ever go wrong with sending some kind of baked good. Unless they're allergic, always check beforehand. But, yeah, you know, I think that other than that, you just don't deliver bad news, no matter what. Just hold it in, bury it. People will find out on their own. You don't need to deliver anything. That shouldn't be your job. Unless it is. <laughs> no, it's never anybody's real job. You figure it out. You could figure out if you have frostbite and need an amputation. You don't need a doctor to tell you that. So, question number eight. Well, we're cruising through these. Um <clears throat> How do you come back from a date where you went for a walk in the park and you stepped in a huge mound of dog poop in your brand new sandals and ran away in tears? Yeah, that sucks, man. You don't come back from it. You don't think so? Not with that person. Just kidding. Um, I watched a family feud tonight where the girl said that on their first date she threw up on him. Yeah, and it worked out. They're, they they were been, engaged. They've been No, I think they're married. I think they've been together oh. for 7 years. Okay. Um so like bad things can always lead to good things. Honestly, just I don't know why you ran away in tears. I would I like it's embarrassing, embarrassing, but like I don't know, try to laugh it off. Well, I think like in a sandal especially, like it's yeah, mashed onto sucks. your foot, you know. Like, that's a, that's a bathe. That's not just a quick scrape. That's bathing. Got to get it yeah. all out. So, yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of ways to get through it. Most of them are just puns on the poop. I think you leave them a note with something. Like, once again, a baked good will come in great here. And you say something like, Looks like we got off to a crappy start, but I'd love to see where this can actually go. Date number two, question mark. Or you say something like, well, it looks like this relationship's going to have to go through a lot of crap, but I bet it's going to be worth it. Only you can tell. Date number two, question mark. Really emphasize the number two, I guess. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I did not catch on. That's pretty funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I can tell by the way you're laughing. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I think you can still come back from that. Um, I don't know. I just hit us up for more crappy puns. And now, question number nine. How do I tell my roommate it's over? What's over? That's all the question says. How do I tell my roommate it's over? Well, they need to elaborate because I don't know what they mean. (laughs) I don't... They aren't here to tell us, so... Well, they need to write better questions. (laughs) Yeah, write better questions, everybody that's sending these in. Okay, so I'm just gonna go on a limb and say out on a limb. Out on a limb? I'm just gonna... In on a limb. (laughs) I don't think that's it. (laughs) How do I... Okay, I think that they're just trying to say that they don't want to be roommates anymore. Yeah. I Like, I don't think they're dating their roommate. <laughs> right. Which is what I thought at first. Okay. Um, but if they don't want to live with that person anymore... <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. I've gone through this. <laughs> so you are an expert in this one. Just tell us what you would do. <laughs> well, it goes back to the delivering bad news and just so you don't do it. So you just pack up your stuff secretly <laughs> and go live on your friend's couch <laughs> until you can find a new place to live. <laughs> you lived on a friend's couch for a month because you didn't want Wow, wait. Now I really should have read into that off of your conflict style there. You are an avoider for <laughs> Such sure. Such an avoider. <laughs> I remember helping you move out during church so that she wouldn't be there, and she was there. Oh, <laughs> And you awkward. had to confront her. I don't remember that. Yeah, at that point, you have to tell them something. You have to tell them it's over, and you're out of there. And you pack up your bunny and go. I did pack up Stardust. She was the first thing I packed up. Yeah. Even though you were supposed to give her back, like, um, two weeks before then. Listen... I was going through a really weird, hard time of my life. Starting to date me. (laughs) Um, We were just starting to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, like a week after this happened, you took an interview at Conservice, and a guy asked you out during your drug test, and you told him no because you were with me. Yeah, it was a good excuse. I didn't want to go out with him. <laughs> Glad to know. I always thought that, oh, at least you're committed, even if you won't admit that we're dating. <laughs> Turns out you just didn't want to go on a date with drug test guy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so how do you tell your husband it's over? <laughs> Never. Yeah, I, I'm glad because you did. You did a great job telling the person you were hanging out with it's over, <laughs> and then started hanging out with me again. So okay, final question. Really, probably the most important one of the night. Uh, it's a tie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Between this and Twilight. Yeah, this one's up there. All right. No, this one's about Twilight. All right. Question ten. How do I introduce my girlfriend to my dog? I don't know why that's an issue. Why is that a question? You just do it. <laughs> how well, how many dates is it appropriate to do that? Because it is oh like family. Oh my gosh. No, take the dog on the first date. You take the, what if it's to the movies? Don't go to the movies. Where's an appropriate place? Like a, go to the a park. good date to take your dog and a girl on their first date. Pick up some sandwiches from the Jimmy John's or the sandwich 
place thing. What's it called? Or that Logan's, sandwich place. That sandwich place. Or Logan's Heroes or wherever you guys like your sandwiches. Neater's is great. Neater's is pretty good. Go pick up some sandwiches. Well, meet up at a park. Bring your dog. Oh, but this puts an interesting twist back on question number eight, if that's the case. Like, what if the huge amount of dog poop you step in with your new sandals were that person's dogs, poops? I don't think that made sense. But <laughs> Okay, if they're already boyfriend and girlfriend, she should have met the dog. Yeah, okay, I get that part. But I mean, like, if it's your first date and you brought a dog on it well, and they step in the poop and then run away in tears. They figured it out. How do you then and reintroduce now they're dating. the dog? Yeah, they did, I guess. The dog did but nothing okay. wrong. Okay, no, he just pooped. Or she just pooped. I and won't judge it. honestly, why are you dating someone who doesn't pick up after their dog? Yeah, I'm against dog poop in parks, and I'm not afraid to say it. So, <laughs> I don't introduce my girlfriend to my dog. You know, I think that it is, I think it's harder than that. Because your dog really it's is not. family, and that's something that's going to... That's hard. I mean, I introduced you to my family in the Econo Lodge back when you thought we were just hanging out. We trying were. Trying to move out of your apartment at that point. <laughs> apparently that was a really hard time for you, and I'm sure that did not make it any better. I don't know why you didn't go out with Drug Test Guy after that experience. But, <laughs> anyway, I think that it is a big deal. But I think, you know, you invite her over for a nice dinner... You have your dog act as a waiter. If they aren't trained like that, start training now. And he brings out, or she brings out, all of the food. And it's you can tell that the dog is just super happy to be there. But I think it's a good indicator no. as well on whether or not the relationship is going to last. If the dog doesn't like the person, the dogs have a way better sense of judgment than people do. So I would follow that. Okay. I don't know why dogs are having to prove something in this. What do you mean? You're like, train your dog to act a certain way. I don't think it's that. I think that you have to prove yourself as a trainer. Because, mm. uh, you know, the dog is only going to do whatever the master is able to train it to do. The dog is perfect on its own. Exactly. So it's only enhanced by what an owner can do. And I think that I don't think it just gives you saying. a right to show off. That's all I'm saying. you got to impress the girl to get the girl to stay. Okay. And yeah, I think training just your having, dog is a great way to do that. I think just having a dog is impressive enough. Ha- having a Zac Efron's new dad bod tram stamp, also a great way no, to do that. No, you should have just stopped it. Offering to watch bod. Twilight 5 million times in the same week, probably a great way to do that as well. These are all ways to my heart. And always saying really obvious things that people should just naturally be against and say that you're against it and you aren't afraid to say it. Also a great way to do it. Now, yeah, I guess it, those are the ten questions, Ken. So, uh, I don't know. I, I like this. I like this new do format. You? Yeah. I feel like I'm being a little grumpy. I'm sorry. No, I think that people needed to hear it, and I think that you weren't afraid to say it, and that's the most important thing on this show. Yeah, I think I could have a little more tact, though. The thing is, guys, I've just <laughs> been really moody lately. Yeah? It's not fun for anybody, but... Next time, I'm going to have a little more tact, I hope. (laughs) And if not, then I'm sorry. You just get grumpy cans. You just get grumpy cans. And that's 
That there's honestly um, no better kids to have. Sometimes you're uh. thinking your best when you're grumpy. I think <laughs> and things really flow from it. Pro- oh. Productive things flow. Okay. So anyway, um, I guess the best way to end this is just by saying, uh, if you have a question, we aren't afraid to answer it, and uh, just hit us up. Uh, right now, we don't have any social media for this thing, so um. Just hit us up, passing underscore stones on the uh, the Instagram. the IG, or just passing stones with John and Spencer on Facebook. Uh, try to like the page, send us a message. We'll get to it, and we will definitely answer all of your questions. So, uh, without further ado, guys, thank you for listening, and we will be with you next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs>